to I Love You Man, But I Disagree. My name is Jacob Foreman, here with my best friend, Scott Railanu. Scott, how you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back at it. We've had a, a little bit of a hiatus here now, so it's nice to get back at it and get in front of the uh, the mic and talk about politics and just what's going on, man. It's good to see you. To remind everyone of what we're doing here today, uh, I'm more on the liberal side of the political spectrum and Scott is more on the conservative side, and we're two, two friends interested in having a discussion um, about some of our disagreements as well as the things we do agree on. Yeah. And today, you want to tell them our topic today, Scott? Yeah, today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, our commander-in-chief, uh, Donald J. Trump, and you know, it's been over a year in office, um, 18 months since he got elected, kind of shook the political world. So we're going to be talking about, you know, is he fit, unfit? Um, should he stay in office? Should he be removed from office? You know, some of the things that he's done both policy-wise and uh, personal behavior-wise. And, you know, just is he is he the man to be leading us right now? So We're also going to zoom out and spend some time thinking about how is it that he got to office? Why is he in office? What does that mean for our country that, that we elected uh, Donald J. Trump to be our president? Um, so we're really excited. It's going to be uh, a great conversation. Um, Scott and I might uh, go head-to-head a little bit here. A little bit, a little so, bit. So stick around. To set the stage, we're a little over a year into the presidency, and there's been lots of policies, lots of news stories. Uh, and Scott, my, my question to you is, what do you think? How, how do we look right now? How is Mr. Trump doing? Well, I, I'd say he's doing all right. You know, is he is he doing great or passing with flying colors? Probably not. Um, I think that past presidents struggle in their first, you know, year in office. Um, you know, I'm going to break it up into a couple of different uh, categories. I think there's the domestic economy. I think there's our international standing and relations. And then I think there's kind of this hard to uh, measure presidential handling you know are you representing america uh, both domestically and internationally the way we want to be represented you know do people have pride in our president do people feel patriotic do people feel united um that that our president is representing us um the first two i think he's done pretty well i think that our economy has clearly uh, and there was definitely a tailwind from obama i you know i I recognize that. And so I think he's done well to continue it. Um, I think with the international relations, that's where you're going to get a lot of different opinions. He's definitely, instead of taking a diplomacy approach to international relations, he's kind of taken this carry a big stick um, approach. Um, and then the the area that I think he's really struggled with is kind of this American pride um, professionalism that we expect of our of our president. I think Obama did a terrific job of conveying confidence and unity. Um, I think that's what some people crit- critiqued him for. Um, and Donald Trump came in very unapologetically saying America first. And I think he's definitely alienated some people in that sense. And um, but is he fit to be president? Yeah, I, th- I think he's. I think he's doing what what he said he was going to do. I don't think. Um, I don't think um, he's unfit mentally. Is the guy a little bit crazy? Yeah, he's a little egotistical. But I think there's a very large distance between um, egotistical and uh, unfit for for office. So we have some areas of agreement 
there's Scott talking about Donald Trump. And Trump's disagreement, go ahead. And surprise, disagreement, surprise. of course, yes. Um, talking about his temperament and his ability to lead and bring us together. Uh, I think we have some agreement there that he's a divisive leader. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, that he has even repelled some people within his own party. I guess he's part sure. of the Republican Party. A lot of turnover. Party. Lot of Paul Ryan just re- uh, said he's not running for office again. We've had other senators. Though he did cite uh, family uh, as the cause. Sure, for that's that. always the cause. Yeah. Always the cause. <laughs> we've, had, we've had other senators, Republican senators, resign and and denounce Jeff Flake, I believe, uh, from Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he resigned, but I agree with you. He he has chosen not to run for not to run. For Excuse office me. Yeah, next. he didn't resign. Not to run again. Um, thank you. So, but he did cite the you know the increasingly um, intense political atmosphere is, is the reason behind that. Yeah, And that's within his own party and his cabinet members. And, and and I think we have to bring up the Russia probe, although we're not sure how it's going to end up. That is, at the very least, a distraction. Absolutely. Um, and could be much more. And there's a lot of question marks around a leader. And you don't want those. You want a leader to be solid and someone who can bring us together and find the good in each other. And I think what Trump often does is helps us find what drives us apart so that's one of the reasons why i think he's he's not fit because he brings almost the worst so what you're saying is that it is to a point it is such a um it is so intense that it is cause for you know him not being president to a point that it you know it's he's not doing a good job Right, and he's not bringing us. He's not bringing us together. I mean, then there's also questions about about judgment. Right. I think one one way to to determine someone's judgment is who do they decide to surround themselves with? Sure. Who's in their inner circle? We know that the people we keep next to us influence us greatly, and it's interesting that we've lost national security advisor, uh, Mr. Flynn. We've lost many people within his cabinet. For scandals, yes, lots of turnover for sure. For scandals, for change of hearts, etc. Um, I often I qu- question a leader who who can't keep those people close to him, and sometimes those people close to him have large scandals behind them. Right. No, I, I agree with you. There's definitely been a an unprecedented amount of turnover in in his own cabinet, uh, his own circle, also from the Republican Party. I, I don't find that as much of a surprise just because the Republican Party had a very tough time condoning him, if you will, uh, in the primaries. So I think that 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 was an inevitable transition. But uh, I agree with you. There's there's been a lot of a lot of difficulty when it comes to uh, seeing the continuity in his administration and cause for concern. Sure. And keeping along the the judgment, the judgment line, um, some of the policies, and this is maybe more my opinion than than fact, but some of the policies that he puts forth, uh, particularly the wall along the southern border of Mexico, um, do you think? Well, I'll say how I feel. I'm interested to get your take. To me, that shows very poor judgment in terms of how much that would cost us. I'm looking at some numbers I just pulled: twenty twenty one point six billion according to Department of Homeland Security. Right. That's a lot of money for a wall that I'm not Absolutely. sure would do any good. Absolutely. You know, it's um, it's a high cost for for security on our southern border. I think that the way he sees it, 
uh, in his eyes is that that is the necessary cost for our security. I think he's run on a platform that said, I'm all about American security and American jobs. Um, so I, I, I'm all for that, security and American jobs. There's, there's the idea and then there's the execution. And I think the execution of building a wall is a little intense. Uh, it's a little overkill, if you will. Do, do I agree with the sentiment? You know, I think we all do, right? We, we want strong American jobs and we want security uh, from on our borders. But there's a, a right way and a wrong way to do it. I agree that building a wall is probably not the best use of our resources. doesn't send the message that we want to send. And so rather than spending that kind of money on a wall, maybe spending half that money on security measures and half of it on increasing our you know our immigration reform sure continuing along the judgment lines and you talked about so we've been talking a lot about domestic stuff right now and domestic politics and domestic policies on the international line the judgment behind engaging with north korea and i i see the purpose of being strong the leader in north korea is very uh i'd say he's i'd say he's unfit he could be unfit i'd say he's unfit yeah i'd say he's unfit so that's maybe a a extreme version of unfit and his language is is fiery right he talks about raining fire from the sky right and and trump recently has has matched that language i mean it was a few maybe six months ago he matched that language right of the leader of north korea and and is is almost engaging him on on that level of on unfitness with a question mark, um, to me that shows poor judgment as well. Yeah, no, I, I I understand what you're saying. I agree with your recognition that um, that North Korea's leader is intense and unfit. I think that it's a different difference in approach. I think that Obama came into his presidency saying diplomacy. We're going to talk with the nations out there. We're 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 not going to alienate. You know the other countries in the world. We're going to try and create alliances. We're going to try and create mutual beneficial agreements and trade, and make sure that we have a stable world. I think that some people would say that that led to countries, you know, kind of overstepping their bounds. And I think that Trump has come into this saying, "Enough of this. You know, I'm going to squash this. We're America. We're the greatest country in the world, and when." you know, crazy dictators like North Korea has start to get a little too big for their own uh, shoes, uh, we're, we're going to put them in their place. And so, you know, he's trying to stop a bully and he has chosen rather than de-escalation, you know, through diplomacy, he said, no, I'm going to fight fire with fire. Is so it you wise? Think, you think that will work? I don't know. You know I mean? I'm not an international sure. diplomacy specialist. Sure. Um do I understand his perspective? Yeah, I do. Do I think he needs to tread carefully because you can't afford to bluff with the fate of the United States and major metropolitan areas? Yeah, I, I don't think you can afford to. You, you've got you know 280 million people you're responsible for. I, I don't think you can you know have a standoff you know with with nukes. But I understand the perspective. This guy is this guy's a bully. Um, you know, North Korea is is stepping out beyond where they should and. Um, the international community needs to put him in his place and at least say that this is unacceptable. And I think that the international community hasn't done that yet. And I think that Trump is... Oh, they ha- I mean... They probably through have, sanctions, they, they of course. 
but I think that a military presence is something that Trump is using that people previously have tried not to do and you know we'll see we'll see where it goes okay so that's i mean that's an area of disagreement which is part of the part of the podcast yeah. right and i think overall my my stance is fitness is about judgment and so i'm i'm citing a few cases where it seems clear to me that trump's judgment is is one that i i don't trust another case in the international area which is area you you mentioned when you're kicking this off is the the paris peace accords right paris climate 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 accords um regarding global warming and climate change Uh, the u.s is no longer involved in that due to president trump's judgment and and here's here's, a poor 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 choice and here's a perfect example of where we do agree i i think that there's no reason that we cannot up our efforts in terms of climate um climate change um, recognition. Um, and so I, I agree with you. I think that there's no reason why we can't abide by those accords, uh, the Paris Accords. I think that Trump has run on a platform and promised a an administration that cares more about business and not, you know, exterior factors like climate change. And um, this is a perfect example of where he said, no, you know what I mean? It's, it's not good for business to uh, to reduce our carbon f- footprint, you know, in a very that's a very generalized way of what he's he's come across. But that's that's his approach, and so he said, you know, kind of screw it, uh, we're going to do what we're going to do. So that's another to me example of of poor judgment making that choice. Yeah. Along along with that, I guess this is more personal against Mr. Trump, but based on his public actions and even what he's been recorded saying, um, he he seems to make poor choices. With women, for example, there's a tape of him sure, talking poorly sure, about women, which, right. which we know about has came out during the campaign. Right. Um, now there's this thing with Stormy Daniels right. and bribing her, paying her off, right. potentially, potentially. And then, and and we, I have to underscore, there is something out there about him. Potentially, there is an open investigation of him colluding with a foreign government right. when it comes to our U.S. elections. No, it's concerning. I mean, and I think that's why it's. It's been it's being looked into, and I'm all for that investigation. I've had conversations with other people. I've said, listen, I'm all for the for the judicial, you know, branch, and for uh, the attorney general to do their uh, due diligence and to investigate these things. And if you know claims are are true, and you know it's proven that that the guy is guilty or he's done things that he shouldn't do um, that are illegal, um, I I have no problem with with removing him from office and prosecuting him. I think that he deserves a fair shake, just like everybody else. Um, is it is it concerning? Yeah, it's concerning that he's even amongst these conversations. I don't think he's the first politician to have uh, ethical and moral issues. I mean, I you look back at at JFK and Nixon and President Clinton, uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, you know, they've all had issues where you know there were people in their inner circle doing things that they shouldn't do. Um, but no, I I agree that. He should be looked into, and you know we should we should have resolution there. At the end of the day, I think you and I both recognize this: the man was elected. Absolutely, democratically elected. He didn't have a a, major, a majority. No, no, he didn't. No, just had to tell that in. Yeah, there. no, I knew. <laughs> had to get it that was in only there. Matter of time. Um, matter but that's time. that's not the system we work within, and that's not the target he was right. going for. Right. And he got his target, and he won the election. Right. Um. And now. That's that's the world we live in, and and he's yep. our and he's our president. And sometimes I end up asking myself, 
how did how do we get here? Yeah. And what does it mean that we have President Trump? This is our reality. Right. President Trump is our president. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that it's been it's been talked about a lot, especially after the election. Like, how 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 could this have happened? Because people laughed at it. They tr- like literally laughed at the at the premise that Donald Trump could could become the next president. I think that you know how Obama kind of clung on to the idea of hope. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, used some fear tactics, and and I'll be the first one to admit that. I mean, absolutely, he he used some fear tactics to to get elected, and um, it obviously worked. I don't think that's good for the country. I, I don't think that uh, preying on people's fears is a way to to ascend to power. But he's done it, and I think it shows where the American public is at. I think that a lot of people were discouraged with how the eight years of Obama went. Um, you know, the polling statistics show that a lot of the counties that Obama would win, you know, easily, handedly, you know, Trump came in and was able to win. I think that has something to do with Hillary Clinton and, you know, her as a candidate, but, you know, that's a different conversation. But I agree with you. I think that it's not a great statement on where, you know, society is and the public is. We don't trust each other. We don't fight for each other. I, I think there are examples of, of both sides of this, of of people, you know, getting together and, and uh, you know, you've got the MLK 50-year anniversary, and I think there were some terrific... Um, terrific rallies and um you know tributes to to his message and what he's done in um in terms of civil rights for america over the last 50 60 years but there are also some really poor displays like charlottesville where we've got some really divided groups and um it's it's troubling it's it's not good it's not good we agree we agree there and and doing some self-reflection of the liberal side and possibly the Democratic Party, although I don't speak for either of those institutions, just really for myself um, and my own my own feelings. Um, there's probably some sense that liberals can talk down to Republicans, look down on Republicans. Um, and that's part of the reason why you and I are here talking and why we go ahead and put this out for the public to hear is because we want to show a, a way to talk to each other where you try your best to not talk down to the other person, to listen to the other person, um, and hopefully learn something for, for yourself and for the better. And, and I think that if that if we had more of that. It's the communication. I think you're right. I think it's about communicating on an equal level with people. And, um, you know, America has shown time and time again that given the opportunity to come together, we do. Um, a lot of it is just, it's not what you're saying, it's how you say it. And that's in any relationship, any friendship, any debate, um, it's not what you're saying, it's how you say it. And a lot of that falls on us. I mean, we we fall back into the trap of saying things in a condescending or mean way and it's tough. I mean, we do it in our daily lives with our spouses or our friends or our parents. Um, and I think that when it comes to the opposite, uh, the other side of the aisle, we do it a lot. And, and that's what leads to these divisions. You've got to hear people out. You've got to listen. And I think that, uh, unfortunately, we're living in a society where, where it's becoming less common. Yeah, agreed. And maybe, just maybe, if, if that happens more... And this is me speaking, maybe not for you. If that happens more, we would get different leaders. Yeah. 
the gubernatorial election here in Illinois is coming up. And while we always care about policy and how um, you know elected officials believe and the, the values, but I think it's really important that we're finding people that want to have a conversation, that believe in the democratic process of you know, discussion and debate and finding leaders that are going to represent us not only from a, a policy standpoint, but also from a morality and conversation standpoint. Absolutely, Scott. That's that's well said and a, a good reminder about our upcoming elections and the political power that we all have with, with our vote. Right. Um, also like to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, some of you may know that this is our our last uh, podcast, not forever, but for this this season. Um, we'll be taking a break. Uh, you can still engage with us, and we really encourage you to do so. Yeah, please uh, do so. On our Facebook page, uh, we want to hear your ideas about how we can continue these kind of conversations, how we can create environments and uh, even products or websites, etc., that help these types of open, honest uh, conversations that lead to to learning and understanding, hopefully. And we want to hear from you about you know what's important. What you know what other things can we discuss? I know that you know gun rights is a huge deal in America. You know a lot of people feel very very passionately about you know automatic rifles and you know the right to own. So maybe that's something we discuss uh, next season. Um, so we we want to hear from you. What, you know what do you care about? What's uh, what's what are those important topics that are going on in your community in your county in your state um, in addition to to our country yeah and if you um, want to join us for an episode you know what hey we're open to that we're open yeah, to guests. We'd, we'd love a little guest visitor here that'd be great yeah why not um, we know lots of people have great ideas and great experiences and we'd love to uh, you know t- start that conversation as well absolutely absolutely and so to wrap up here um, a a, a point of the podcast that Jacob uh, introduced a couple weeks uh, ago about our well actually. So I'm going to take the well actually this week. And so I'm going to use an experience actually recently. Um, and I reached out to some of my friends about this. And so some of you may have may have heard me talk about it. But um, an organization that, uh, that I belong to in the past and currently affiliate with and I'm very proud of um, uh, promoted a, um, a sign that, uh, that I disagreed with greatly. And I found, you know, offensive and and alienating. What was on the science guy? Can you tell us? Yeah, it was uh, it was a march about the um, about gun rights, and there was a group that was saying, you know, that we need to we need to have policy change, which I totally agree with, and I'm, I was so proud to see that this organization was having their voice heard. And I think there were a lot of positive messages on that day, and unfortunately, there was one there was one sign that used the initials for NRA and uh, spelled out nasty Republican assholes. And mm. I was really offended by it um, as a Republican. Um, that was, it was obviously hurtful. Um, but also I think that the, the message is lost. The, um, the good that we do is lost when we, when we think that it's okay to have negative messages like that. And so I reached out to the organization, to the uh, leadership of that organization, and was met with a really great response. Um, both from the leadership and the people that were in that picture, and I'm really encouraged by it because I I'm really hoping that uh, I'm I can help facilitate the conversation with those uh, people that were in the picture and the uh, the organization that uh, that they were representing. So um, even in moments where you know we're offended and hurt by an opposing organization, or even in this case, an organization that I belong to. 
I think it's an opportunity not only you know to say something when you see something that that's not okay that that isn't what we stand for not only is it important to say something but to use it as an opportunity to learn from and so I encourage my friends out there our listeners uh, when you see something uh, that that's not okay rather than you know having a negative reaction it's okay to be hurt but I would encourage our listeners to to engage in a conversation and to say hey this isn't okay and why don't we learn from this to say well actually this is wrong well actually this does hurt me and well actually i'm not going to respond in a hurtful way back to you i'm actually going to respond in a productive way yes absolutely which is exactly which is exactly what you did and it is exactly the point of this well actually segment where we talk about something it could be one way but when you look at it differently it actually ends up the opposite or in a different direction an opportunity um, for change and and to a positive move so yeah that's a great last well actually yeah we want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in here these these four weeks of our, our mini series it's been a ton of fun a lot of learning opportunities for for me and jacob both from a, a policy standpoint but also from a podcast podcast standpoint, standpoint and what we're hoping to get better at so thanks for for tuning in and joining with us on the journey and uh we hope to uh see you guys out there uh on the facebook page and on the interwebs and in person thanks yeah. a lot thanks guys